Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the AgView Pitch. This is Shay Folk with a quick intro here. Today's episode is not anything out of the ordinary from our regular content, but it is our 500th episode. And Chris and I wanted to take a minute just to reflect on this a little bit. And I thought what I would start with here is we started this podcast to provide value and perspective. In 2019, Chris said, hey, you know, we get a lot of these phone calls. We get a lot of the same questions over and over. What's the best way for us to reach out and touch a lot of people and deliver the content and good information that they're looking for? And we thought, well, podcast would be a great way to do it. So not knowing a lot or exactly what we were doing, we just said, let's get into it. And here we are 500 episodes later. Uh, It seems like it's gone pretty darn quick, but as you look back, what I would encourage all of you to do is go back and listen to some of your favorite episodes. Uh, A lot of the popular ones were uh, the dad's wisdom or the personal pieces, or maybe it's just something that we talked about in relation to farm management or transition planning that you found useful. Whatever it is, uh, we just want to thank you for taking time out of your day, time out of your week to listen, and we hope that we can continue to provide that value and perspective for the next 500 episodes. If you like what you hear on the Eggview Pitch, if you would enjoy, if you have enjoyed following along with us, uh, please help us grow the audience and, and the people that we enjoy working with and talking to every day. Uh, Share this with someone, share it with a farm operation or friends or family that you think would get value out of this or maybe need to hear some of the messaging that is provided here. So 500 episodes, we're excited. We're looking looking forward to the next 500 episodes. And uh, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Ag View Pitch. Welcome, everybody, to another brief episode of the AgView Pitch. I've had a few requests for another conversation here with Troy Detmeyer with Pioneer. Troy, how's it going today? I'm doing well. How are you today, Chris? Pretty good, pretty good. So we're recording this on the second day of May. Um, There was a lot of corn planted and and, and actually more soybeans planted here a couple weeks ago when we had that heat. Um, I've heard some, some rumblings in the... Uh, oh, in the Illinois area and in the Indiana area of some replant, and I've had a request to get you back on and to ask some questions on replant, emergence, and some of that kind of stuff. But before we go there, I was curious, in your part of the world, northeast Iowa, what are you seeing there? Are you are you seeing any issues at all, or is everything looking okay? Well, Chris, so far the the planted, the stuff that's been in the ground, I guess, for almost three weeks now for the most part that either I or my counterparts have looked at seems to be doing very well. We still have uh, fleshy white roots, which is kind of what you need to be looking for. And, you know, your coleoptile um, or even like your hypocotyl on your soybeans when they're getting ready to push through, you know, they are still very solid and have good color to them. And then the seed also uh, on the corn is nice and firm yet. And that's something that we look for to see if that seed is still viable and still has push left. So I would say nearly everything that I have looked at as well as my counterparts here in the state of Iowa is looking pretty darn good. And we kind of expect to be able to start doing stand assessments about this time 
uh, next week. We'll get some heat finally coming here later this week and uh, then maybe even some rainfall this weekend or late weekend. And I think by, you know, this time next week, we'll be able to start evaluating stands. But I think so far things things look encouraging. And I think the main reason for that, at least in our locale, is the fact that we've been relatively dry. We have caught in maybe some, you know, rainfall on that early planted stuff, but the soils were far from saturated. And that can kind of be a big tipping point when we think about how long stuff can stay viable in the soil before it emerges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's what's going on in some of those areas where I've been getting some requests for another conversation with you just because they, they did have a fair amount of wetness and, and you know, that's in, in some cases saturated soils. And, and when, you know, when you add wet to cold, it just complicates things, obviously. Um, what What are you hearing? Another question I had is I think some guys were finding some of the stuff you know, starting to leaf out underground, talk a little bit about that or what, you know, what guys need to be watching for there. Sure. So, you know, if you're out doing stand counts and, you know, you're, you're seeing some gaps and you're, and you're digging underneath uh, the soil and all of a sudden you see that leafed out plant, you might as, even though it might still be alive and might still put possibly push through, you know, if you are close to a replant situation, as far as a stand count goes, those plants that have leafed out underneath the soil surface should be, you know, counted or not counted, I should say as, as a viable plant, even though they might come above and, and end up, surviving they're not going to produce anything so if you're getting close to you know that that level where you're thinking you might have to do some replant and be sure not to include uh the leafed out um the leafed out plants Mm -hmm. you said something about gaps too you know that's what gets really frustrating and difficult right because you're doing those stand counts you're looking at uneven emergence and sometimes you got to wait you know you, you obviously need to be pretty patient too kind of you know don't want to get in too big of a rush but at the same point in time what where do you draw the line in terms of stand count let's just let's just assume that there's that it's an even stand to start with this first part of the question is an even stand and let's you know let's say that the target you know population was thirty-five thousand, and you're finding 25 or 26 where do you draw the line you know based on the calendar and the final stand yeah, at this point in the growing season, you know, we're still actually very early. You know, last year, most people hadn't turned a wheel yet. So if you're already evaluating a stand and, you know, we're probably more than six or 7,000 off of our target, you know, we should probably seriously look at, at replant. But the one thing that I do encourage everybody to visit with their seed rep and visit on, you know, the flex that's in that hybrid we have been seeing especially here at pioneer we've been seeing we we do have extreme kernel flex anymore and we can still achieve really really good yields not near maximum yields you know in the upper 20s so be sure to factor that into your decision as well and no matter what brand you're getting your seed from just be sure to talk to your your sales rep or, or the agronomist and, you know, see how much that one flexes. And, you know, that can, that can have a, a difference in a replant and a non-replant as well, especially if you, if what's up is very even, you know, that's one of our main driving components of, of high yields. And if we have very uniform emergence, but we're off, you know, five or 6,000 on, on stand, we can still have a really, really good crop there. So 
uh, please keep that in mind and contact your 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 local your local agronomist or sales rep. Sounds good. You talked about you know the kernel flex. <clears throat> we always used to talk about ear flex. You know that's that's kind of two different things, right? Yeah. So ear flex is kind of the ability of the plant to see that hey I, I don't have a lot of neighbors here and so I'm going to either put on more rows around or I'm going to put on more rows in length and a lot of times it ends up being rows around but the length can also come into that factor. Uh, what we've been seeing here uh, kind of we started noticing this six or seven years ago Chris is if the growing conditions are favorable late in the growing season that that kernel continues to add depth you know even after it dense so it seemed like you know 10 years ago once the kernel reached about the dense stage it, it didn't grow in size much after that it would just maybe change you know how dense it would pack that kernel but today's genetics or a lot of them anyway have the ability to keep adding uh kernel depth and and like i said your your local sales rep or agronomist will will know which which hybrids those are and uh, which ones can really really still yield under lower lower populations Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Well, kind of the last thing as we wrap up here, you know, planters are rolling. A lot of guys are, you know, there was a lot that went in early there. There's a lot to go in yet and a lot of things running. Anything you're seeing that I haven't asked about or anything that guys should be watching out for here in the next uh, week or so as they're trying to get the rest of the stuff in the ground here next couple of weeks to the north? Sure. Well, <laughs> yeah, at least I know um, here in a good chunk of the state of Iowa, Things are getting really dry, especially on tilled soil with the wind and, and low humidity that we're having. And I guess I encourage guys to check the sidewalls on as as they're planting, especially uh, corn, because what can happen is if you have tilled soil that's extremely dry, um, actually that sidewall will crumble before the seed hits the bottom of the trench. And therefore, not only will you have dry soil around that seed, in some instances, so it will slow or hinder uh, the germination process because it won't imbibe water as quickly. Uh, the other thing is you'll have varying planting depth. So actually what we see when we, we're running into conditions like we are here today, I just came from a plot where you know we actually increased the down pressure significantly in order to maintain that sidewall long enough to allow that seed to drop down to the bottom of the trench. So that's something that's happening here locally and I'm sure with all your listeners, Across the country, there's a bunch of different, you know, situations. But at least for your listeners here in, in Iowa, maybe northern Illinois and Wisconsin, that might be something to really keep an eye on as we move throughout this week and the conditions get extremely dry. Yeah, and that's that's where we had talked about on a prior discussion the variability from one field to the next. I was just in a tilled field with the same exact concern that tilled soil is you know, and and spring strips versus fall strips. The fall strips are perfect to plant in right now because the condition, you know, the, the soil is just firm and perfect to plant in and that those spring strips have gotten really dry. And like you said, I think that down pressure um, management is really key, whether it's dry, wet, or indifferent or different soil conditions or whatever is managing that down pressure is really a key thing, so. Yeah, exactly. A lot of times, you know, we, we think we you know wet soils really worry about having too much and backing it off and it it's it's a blessing to be able to have a situation where we're having to increase the down pressure to keep the sidewall because it's so dry that generally means we're planting into phenomenal conditions and you know grandpa always said plant in the dust and your bends will bust and we definitely have that situation <laughs> going, on, going on right yeah. now. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, and I think they got the opposite. Those listening in Ohio and and uh, you know Indiana, I think that they're ready for the the faucet to get turned off. And um, I think just the message for those guys is probably you know even though it is wet, it is still early, and they can get in the field here in the next week. You still got a hundred percent yield potential for a while here yet, anyway. Absolutely, yeah. There's there's a lot of planting season left to to get a really good crop here. So we'll just have to wait and see what mother nature gives us. That's right. So, Hey, again, Troy, as usual, really appreciate you on short notice here, giving you a quick call and, and cornering you, but uh, these, you know, getting some texts and obviously people appreciated your information out there. And, and again, we'll let you get back at it. And uh, thanks again. All right. Stay safe out there, folks. Take care. Yeah, we'll do. And thanks Troy. And thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch you again next time on the IV pitch.